0: And then if you go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com, you can make a one-time donation or with a monthly subscription, you'll gain access to our bonus content. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. We are excited to have Marina Delfina Diaz with us today. She's a business owner. She is a co-owner of Upside Bungie and we're going to be talking a little bit about her background and, and just some different things about her life and then her business as well. So Thank you, Marina, for joining oh, us on spirituality you. adventures.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You bet. Yeah. yeah so let's let's start. I always like to start with you know where you grew up and give us a little bit of your your background, your family history, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I grew up here in Kansas City, um, all around Kansas City, anywhere from 58th and Harrison all the way to the Northland. So we moved around quite a bit. My dad is from Venezuela and my mom is from here so they met um you know it's pretty much all downhill from from that first night
0: did they meet in kansas city they
1: did my mom sent a invitation to a my mom loves foreigners so she had this whole party set up for foreigners and she sent an invitation to the wrong address <laughs> and put like north on it instead of south and it hit my dad and my dad just showed up anyways and, and oh my gosh. I met. yeah that's crazy <laughs> yeah well it gets how, way crazy
0: how old but, was yeah. your dad when he immigrated to the US
1: he came here for college so okay about college age come so on a student was, visa uh-huh yeah yep, he came on a student which visa which college so he's um, KU
0: Okay. So my dad,
1: he's an engineer and um, met my mom. And then uh, I came not too far after they met and they got a contract marriage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, cool. so you were so you you grew up here in Kansas City then. Yep. Where did you go to like elementary, junior high, high school?
1: Um so Linden West, Northgate and Northtown. Okay. So that's
0: North oh, Kansas, Kansas City yeah, grad, yeah. Kansas I was a Park City. Hill grad, ah, so <laughs>
1: <okay>. <laughs> way you know,
0: way 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 before you. But no anyway, open
1: rate. lunch for you. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, might, yeah, I was like a TWA brat. We call they uh, called us. My dad worked for TWA, you know, and we 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 could fly around for free. And all
1: right, got me there. Like.
0: Yeah, yeah. So at any rate, but yeah. Um. So. uh, Tell me about your some of your background growing up. Like what 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 kind of things were your hobbies? What did you love? What yeah. did you not like about your growing up years?
1: Um, a big part of my growing up was religion. Um, so my parents. Was- funny story anyways so my mom's punk rocker like a uh, hippie punk rocker so yeah like, rock bands all through the 80s you know that's what
0: she was into oh yeah like what so, were her favorite bands well, just she curious. was in
1: a band the yeah hates, the hates was her band oh wow so that's was she was singer um she plays a bass and a singer yeah huh so interesting so that's what she did and then my dad uh you know latin party boy so so, so they, your mom
0: a, a 80s punk rocker
1: oh yeah so like uh so what were some Ramos of the bands you were yeah there and, we go like, grew up with all wow. yeah all kinds of yeah. Yeah, so we grew up A lot of the music was an influence, but as they started to raise families, they wanted bigger purposes, I believe. So the Jehovah's Witnesses knocked on their door one day and, uh, you know, told them about their paradise earth they believe in. And, um, you know, they wanted to get to church with the kids and whatnot. So they started studying the Bible with them and they got baptized in
0: 1995.
1: Okay. So they became Jehovah's Witnesses. So that was a big part of um, my early youth was Mm -hmm. being Jehovah's Witnesses. So that entailed like going to church three times a week and going to knock on doors on Saturday mornings.
0: Wow, like when you were a kid.
1: yeah. Yep, so they got baptized in like 1995. And so they have I've, so
0: much literature started. that they... So much
1: literature. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a lot. <that's> the, yeah. <laughs> that was before the digital age. So they had right. lots of books and magazines yeah. and whatnot. Exactly. So pretty much most of our youth was dedicated to that. Um, I, uh, all church. So yeah. didn't leave a whole lot of time for extra hobbies. And you guys
0: had... Uh, church service on Saturday, is that right? So
1: we knocked on doors Saturday, went to church Sunday, and okay, then went Sunday. To church okay. like two other days out of the week out of that. And okay. then like family study too. And
0: Yeah, studies in the home. Like
1: day, days mm-hmm. and hours and hours. And then we right. study for the meetings, too. So constantly studying the Bible. And so, uh, you know, and they didn't believe in much of uh, it. Outside influence wasn't allowed. So weren't allowed to really hang out with many people outside of the religion.
0: Yeah, or, so your mom got rid of her punk rock music.
1: She well, so you know there was always a little side to it where sometimes the weekend would hit and then be they're like, we're going to do, you know, so it. It was but yeah, like probably In like my household.
0: Am I remembering sure. like like maybe like even some of the holidays? Yep. So we don't
1: celebrate Christmas or right. Halloween birthdays, none of it really. Yeah. Um, besides the Passover or yeah, right. like the resurrection, of Jesus. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty much the only thing that they celebrate. Yeah. But um, and
0: like, did you, were you watching TV? Like, were you watching yeah, sometimes standard television stuff? TV.
1: I, me and my sisters, we were outside kids we mm. were always playing in the creeks exploring the woods skateboarding and just uh, sledding if we could just
0: see now i i'm all for that yeah we right? were out of the house yeah. we did
1: not want to be in the. if we were in the house they were going to make us do chores or study the bible so we were like okay <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> we're so let's get here. out of here though no. <laughs>
1: yeah. so we
0: oh were outside but you know that was my growing up years it's like it was outside. Yeah. And I, everything was. I always wanted to be outside.
1: Oh yeah, we make up our own games. Right. We had Our little neighbor. We grew up in apartments most of our life. We were pretty poor, so it was like make friends with all the neighbor kids, and we were all outside. Hmm. We loved it. Oh, they begged us, made us come back in. We didn't want to. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, um, so early on, you were you started having a love for out the outdoors.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. We we loved. Where
0: were it. some of your earliest. Uh, sports or are you riding a bike motorcycles I skate you said skateboarding,
1: skateboarding yeah so we learned how to skateboard we actually didn't get bikes till we were old i don't think i learned how to ride a bicycle till i was 10. okay <laughs> so but um we, my dad didn't love us playing sports so much because my mom says, because he was scared we were gonna turn into lesbians if we played sports, so he wouldn't let us play sports <laughs> because my cousin played softball that, and she turned so into that's a cr- lesbian, I guess. I, is
0: that a Venezuelan thing? Because I'm like, never, I don't think I've ever heard somebody.
1: I think it was a mix of the Venezuelan and religion too. Yeah, i know, not,
0: I don't think I've ever heard a parent go, you know, I'm not sure if I want my <laughs> kid to play outside because she might turn into a lesbian. Yeah, I
1: mean, so that's interesting. any organized, I was really athletic growing up all my coaches in high school i'd be be in their pe classes and they're like come play on our team you know and i'm like my dad won't let me (laughs) oh that's interesting uh, yeah interesting well all the church you know we don't have time yeah you know so i didn't pick up many but were you skating
0: as much as you could
1: oh yeah we loved our skate did you go to were
0: there any skateboard parks that you went to regularly no
1: we had the apartment complex so we had the full reign of the the whole parking lot, which All I'm right. sure the neighbors love. So you turn
0: that into your skateboard that park? That's our yeah. skateboard park. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well cool.
1: Yeah. So So what
0: about what about post high school? What you graduated from Northtown? Yeah, I went
1: to Northtown. So I left the religion and my family when I was sixteen. I moved out and um, you know, made some new friends, but Throughout all of that, music was the biggest thing because that was something that I could do, that I had control over, like my boombox and I could make my mixtapes, you know. So that was always <laughs> like the biggest part of my life was the music. And then after that, you know, I got to travel. So I got to go snowboarding and I got to go.
0: So how did everything. you get to travel? What was?
1: Um. Well, so after that, I, I worked. I've okay. worked since I was 14. So. Work and then I had, um, I met my first fiance when I was 17, and he was ex Jehovah's Witness too. So we got along on that front, we got an apartment, and uh, I finished school, finished high school, and then we got to go with our friends to go to Colorado. And that was like one of the first times I got to travel on my own. I'm like, oh, this is so cool, like seeing how other people live and other geography and uh, not being so. Re- you know, yeah. Constraint.
0: So, on the music front,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: were you a singer or, or a musician or no, anything?
1: No, I used to write poems. Okay, <laughs> when I was young. So, that you were was
0: just the you were just totally into what I kind of music were you listening to? Music.
1: Oh, when I was younger, like Ani DeFranco and Jack Johnson and okay. G-Love and The Special Sauce. <laughs> and this All was like, right. probably like 15-something. F- yeah. I took my mom to Ben Harper and Jack Johnson, but live music and like Ben Folds <laughs> and... We went to a lot. I love Jimi Hendrix. I've got a tattoo yeah. of him. So.
0: What concerts, what live concerts did you hit? You said Ben Folds oh, and yeah. who else? G- I'm just curious. you G-
1: love Jack Johnson, Ben Harper. Oh, I've been to so many concerts. It's, I couldn't even tell you. Um, Lastly, like we went to go see Glass Animals. I really liked them. But back then, pretty much any concert ticket I could get my hands on. Yeah. I was going. Cool. Even if I didn't even know who it was. Like some random punk shows at the old el torreon like i don't know who oh, these fans yeah. are but i'm going
0: i know, the, you know i've been in the el torreon yeah my
1: mom used to play there wow
0: <laughs> yes. that interesting
1: that oh yeah it was a good place yeah
0: so. there, a buddy of mine even even had a vineyard church going in el torreon <laughs> oh, at one point
1: yeah i remember yeah. that okay
0: um because I, I was a vineyard pastor um for years in kansas city and so i i was yeah, I had one of my buddies like got. And it was, I, I preached there one time. Did you?
1: Yeah, uh, I remember that when that went <laughs> yeah. in there. I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that no, place has was, been many things. But it's
0: got <laughs> such a crazy history. Um, it's uh, had some of the biggest headline bands. That, went yeah. off there it's the first place in kansas city where there was uh mixed dancing black and white ah, I it know. has some it's fascinating like, history it's like a
1: roller rink uh, it's been all yeah
0: yeah yeah anyway, yeah anyway <laughs> yeah interesting yeah so the music thing and then um when you left the jehovah witnesses what you know, were you talk about that a little bit? Oh, what yeah. What were you just, leaving? Why did you leave it? And also, then what? What? What happened? You know, where Where have you journeyed spiritually since then? Just
1: I was so angry when I left. It was a uh, tough for me always questioning everything and i think everyone was always just really frustrated with me because i could not ever just do something mm-hmm. just to do it i always had to know why i was doing things mm-hmm. and and being a female in that religion it is tough anyways because mm-hmm. you're not so much valued the opinions aren't or uh, any ideas that i had so it was hard for me mm. and um you know, they don't allow a lot of things, like any kind of drug use or sexual relations or anything like that, and you get in trouble. If you get in trouble, you get excommunicated from your whole family. So I never got baptized because I was like, well, if I don't get baptized, then I can't get excommunicated, you know? That's my reasoning. Uh, they were frustrated with me because I wouldn't do that. Huh. And so I managed to still get in trouble anyhow, um, you know, with an older guy. And I was like 16. And there was a lot of that going on. A lot of those girls went through the same thing where it was like things going on with the kid's dad that they babysat or older guys in the church. Mm. You know? So that happened. And then... Um, you know they said they weren't going to report it to the authorities and they thought i was like
0: so there was some sexual abuse going on yeah oh yeah and completely in yeah. the whole and, religion oh, wow. so mm. you
1: know and it's just like and it was common and it was known you know and they were never going to do anything about it and it made me it made me angry because They thought that I was lying, you know, and so they asked if like the family paid me off and like all kinds of weird stuff. And I was like, well, I didn't even want to tell you guys any of this. The reason why I am is because I got busted like someone came out and tell, you know, but I don't think I should be having to explain all these details of my life in a committee of like five grown men you know Mm -hmm. super weird so the whole thing was just and then they told me that i wasn't repentant enough for my sins and i got in trouble and uh, i wasn't allowed to go out and field service anymore or go knock on doors so i'm like okay whatever (laughs) that's fine and um so i was just upset and angry and so i and then the final straw is um i told my dad i wasn't going to church anymore and he punched me so I like like, I'm out of here so I packed my bags and they all went to church and I like he left my mom to like babysat me while I was gone and I like jumped out the window and had my friends come pick me up and I never really went home
0: wow wow yeah man that's crazy huh
1: Oh, super crazy
0: wow yeah interesting yeah. Wow, so you're you're on your own basically from sixteen forward. Yeah, yeah, and so you still graduated.
1: I did, yeah. yeah. Luckily, because I was working uh-huh. and going to school, but luckily I w- was on track to graduate early, anyways. Because mm-hmm. I always had really great grades mm-hmm. and took whatever classes I could, and yeah. I worked with peer leadership and I did a lot of charity stuff, and I really liked school a lot, right? You know, because I liked learning, you know. But and the thing with the job is they told me that I could never go to college either. Yeah. Interesting. destined to be a housewife wow <laughs> I was like i don't want that yeah it's like, i like school
0: yeah so you met this guy and mm-hmm.
1: um yeah he helped me through he helped me get school mm-hmm. done and
0: um, okay helped me yeah a lot that's awesome mm-hmm. and then uh I, I, so, did you continue any education after high school?
1: No. um By that point, it, we were looking at houses, and he was laying floors. You know, he he didn't have a high school education. A lot of those kids are homeschooled. Okay. So, a lot of them don't have education. So, yeah,
0: the, he was a former Jehovah so, Witness. Yeah. yeah. So he yeah. didn't
1: get to finish school, and so he was laying floors. So we were pretty broke. So I was working a yeah. lot. I worked. Pretty much my whole life. So, just working mm-hmm. to get the bills paid and get it done. And so, for me, I never even came to the conclusion that I could go to school. It still, I think, was instilled in my mind that that was something that I couldn't do. Yeah. I don't know why. I yeah. actually started school for the first time like last year.
0: Mm-hmm. But you, you, oh, wow. Yeah. Last year. Mm-hmm.
1: Really? Yeah, during the pandemic, I'm like, did you know you, what? I'm going enroll, to school. Where did you enroll? Just MCC. Yeah. And get some credits out. Awesome. Of the way. Yeah.
0: Well, good for you man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I'm curious about your love affair with Colorado. Can we call it that?
1: Oh, yeah. And no, because, I loved it. Because um, was...
0: I have one of those.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: and uh, I I remember going to Colorado when I was a young teen for the first time with my parents. And I was I was like you. I, I love the outdoors. I started backpacking and camping out with my friends when I was like 14. And, oh, nice. and you know, and just always wanted, I, I even was telling my sisters I was going to be a mountain man when I grew up, you <laughs> know. Like I was just going to like I'd watch Jeremiah Johnson. I thought, oh, that's what I want to do. I want to be a mountain man, you know, and so that's awesome. um, But yeah. So and then I started rock climbing when I was 16 and I still mountain bike and still Uh still. That's my main thing right now. But I, I still do some rock climbing, not like I used to. I was an avid rock climber for about 20 from teenagers through my 40s but
1: well, that mountain bike stuff's now, tough too. Yeah,
0: I do that, that, that all the time. I'd go on trips okay. yeah. and awesome. but yeah, I love to go to Colorado and backpack and fly fish and hike and rock climb and mountain bike and and all of that kind of stuff uh i i i was a skier too but blew my knee out when i was in my 20s oh, on the, the east worst. coast snow skiing
1: oh why would you do that right well, you
0: sh- <laughs> shouldn't even be skiing on the east coast no. it was icy and all crappy and everything but anyway and then and then i gave i gave it up because my knee i had like five knee surgeries in a short in a few years and kind of like a kind of Anyway, that's why I cycle now. kind of ruined my running career. So tell me about your, your love affair with Colorado and those some of those outdoor things you've developed. Over so
1: time. yeah, one of the gals who I grew up Jehovah's Witness with, she was about a year older than me and she'd gotten in trouble too and whatnot. But she moved out there to Vail and she was living on the mountain with a, like a house of guys. And she's like, yeah, I mean, we're all barely getting by, but they lived on the back end of the mountain. And it was like, wow, like you came out here and you did this. And and you're living somewhere so cool and meeting all these new people and having all these new experiences. Like I could do this completely. And so we went snowboarding all weekend and exploring around and I was was just amazed that anyone makes it out of kansas city <laughs> like, right wow, this is life awesome. outside of kansas yeah, city oh, yeah. good. and like everything was just different there the restaurants the vibes and i was like man i don't want to go somewhere like this mm-hmm. so i did make it out to san diego and i lived out there for a couple of years too and oh, i liked it out there wow. a lot yeah so i was like
0: perfect weather all the time oh yeah and lots
1: <laughs> to do a plethora of activities yeah. <laughs> So, it was just a really big inspiration for me out there that there were so many people living so freely, doing what they loved, like the mountain life. Like these people mm-hmm. were all about their snowboarding and skiing, and just that was like their god. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow.
0: So, do, did you really dive into some of those like subcultures of people that were? Oh yeah, like
1: any experience that came up, like people on the gondola, were like, hey, want to go check this out with me, and like smoke this whatever and have this be i'm like yeah like everything was yes like yeah i want to check this out like i want to go here i want to visit there like anything that came up Mm. for so much of my life like pretty much my whole 20s i was a yes woman Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i want to experience it
0: yeah so, you developed some some hobbies that you still do now, right? Oh,
1: yeah. You what, so... What are
0: some of those that have stuck with you?
1: Oh, the hobby. So, out there, to snowboarding. Um, I liked and when I was in San Diego. Um, we did some surfing stuff, but right now, we got a buddy who got a new wake surf boat. So, we've been doing mm. a lot of that, mm-hmm. uh, the wake surfing. Um, let's see here what else oh hiking too like i don't know that that was a thing in kansas or maybe i just was not ever finding the groups to do that but like going on hikes was Mm -hmm. so much fun too and then um yeah just anything like i was always down to try whatever but those are the main ones that like my daughter now that i i do with her Mm -hmm. the thing she likes and she's got a mountain bike too and we got mountain bikes and
0: nice some of the easier trails um have you I'm sure you've discovered a lot of the mountain bike hiking trails around Kansas City.
1: Um, Some of them, um, we, let's see, and my fiance too. He's the one who's really was all about mountain biking, but we go to Lake... Lawrence out on the mm-hmm. Lawrence River Trail out yeah, sure. there, um, Hobbs Park, yeah, mm-hmm. some of those other yeah. places like that.
0: I did an interview last spring, um, spring 2021, with um, one of the guys that was the president of the Earth Riders. Oh. And uh, there's well, there's a there's volunteer uh, guys and gals that work on the trails in Kansas City. Yeah, and um, and it's uh, you can find out you can, there's a little app called Urban Trail Company. And then if you hit the the Kansas City area there, Kansas City actually has, as far as larger cities go, have more dirt track, single track trails than just about any other bigger city in the country. Oh yeah, there's
1: mm-hmm. tons here. People don't
0: realize it. So yeah. I actually did a whole interview. We we met out a Wyandotte County Lake. Oh, nice. And they've got lots of trails. These are places mm-hmm. I mountain bike, but you can hike them and do all of that. So, but we did a whole, interview just on the trails in kansas city oh, that people so can many. access and hike and discover and mountain bike all that yeah so there's hundreds of miles of trails in kansas city and and uh yeah are you a northlander yeah, do you live there. in the Northland? yeah oh
1: yeah yeah I live here.
0: so hodge park yep. uh smithville hodge, lake smithville. i've been up there. got stocksdale yeah um you can hit uh oh gosh what else isn't up here in the northland wyandotte county is not northland but you close. can hit swope park South of the river. Oh
1: yes, Whoa.
0: and uh, Landau out by Independence. Oh, no, I've never been out there. Yeah, that, that's they got tons of trails out there. Great huh. trails. Um, of course, you know Blue River. I mean, you just bounce all around. But yeah, Lawrence is a great place to start. That's people what, yeah. great. Yeah, with my daughter, beginner trails. Sloopy
1: yeah. and flowy, and that's yeah. Fun. Yeah. and go to the sandbar, make it fun. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, good stuff. But now
1: we yeah. got motors. Yeah. So it was, uh, kind of been ditching the mountain bikes for right. the, the dirt bikes
0: yeah i always tell motorcycle my motorcycle buddies real cyclists pedal you know yeah i, I also and mountain say, biking
1: is a lot tougher than you uh, even yeah. think sometimes i'm like man i wish i had I also say
0: right we're, real cyclists wear spandex but that's just for that's just to harass my harley davidson leather leather, leather wear guys you know so <laughs> anyway all right well um let's uh Let's let's talk a little bit about your business, yeah. Upside Bungee.
1: Upside Bungee, and
0: it's in the uh, West Bottoms yep. area. Mm-hmm. How did you how did you get into that? What oh, what man. what motivated you?
1: So, another so my business partner Rachel, she owns a studio called Valet in Kansas City, Kansas. So I met her through my mom one time. She was out and just met this lady who does all these circus acrobat. Uh, experiences and she does performances and so i met rachel through there she's like you yeah, gotta go to her studio so i went and took some classes and i'm like oh this is so cool that this lady made this whole career out of like the circus you know and um, it was like one of my dreams when i was a kid i wanted to run away and join the circus yeah so i'm like she's living the life like traveling and going to perform and doing this awesome like this mm-hmm. is the coolest her place is awesome So, I took some classes with her, um, trained with her a little bit, and then off and on. And then um, these bungees started coming out on TikTok everywhere. I started seeing it and bungee fitness. I'm like, man, where can I do this? In Kansas City, so I'm Googling it, and there's nowhere to do it around here. And I talked to her. I said, have you done this? And she's like, yeah, I have those my studio is too the ceilings are too high and the floor space is too small so we can't do it here so i was like man well we need to like make a place to do this and she's like yeah let's let's do it and so this all happened within just a couple months and then we're right we went out to philadelphia and went and got certified to go teach the classes and then um the hardest part was finding a place that was going to let us rig into their ceilings to do it so (laughs) we finally found a place that uh which was much more of a place than we had anticipated, but it's a huge space. It's like 6,000 square feet down there in the West Bottoms. So we've been um, able to do a lot of other things in there too. But uh, so we went and got certified, um, got the rigging done, got all the equipment and started teaching classes. And this all started in, um, I think from May to August. Of this year. Yeah
0: wow yeah so this is a new business (laughs) oh
1: yeah new new
0: right off the ground yeah awesome awesome it's
1: been intense and crazy but it's been a lot of fun too
0: very cool so how uh, have you just gotten the word out on social media and stuff like that is that what you've been doing
1: yeah pretty much social media well i know her website at her other studio was getting a lot of hits for bungee too mm-hmm. so she's like people are obviously looking for it mm-hmm. you know and um there were there's been people that were like oh i've been looking for a place to do this you know so social media they're finding us on their google um mm-hmm. pretty much word of mouth has been the best thing for us
0: yeah. yeah so like give give like who <laughs> who's your target audience? Like who, who, who should go in? You know, you've got, yeah. there's Orange Theory, you got gyms, you mm-hmm. got old gyms, you got weights, you got all these different options. You got yoga, you got totally. all kinds of things that are out there today in the fitness yeah. in the fitness space.
1: So we do offer yoga and like aerial hammock classes and floor dancing classes and everything like that. But for the bungee specifically, I love the crowd because it's somebody who's willing to try something completely different that looks sometimes and feels a little ridiculous because <laughs> you're strapped into a harness and clipped onto a bungee pack so you know it's like rock climbing harnesses yeah. and whatnot. so uh, yeah so the crowd is a lot of fun so but you get a lot of those people who are uh, more adrenaline seekers or uh, just want to try something new Okay, um, but I've had everyone I've had older this older couple comes in and they're like, oh, I don't know if we can do, you know. And, and then they're doing like a like stand, headstand, handstand, push-ups, you know. <laughs> like, what? So you really can't judge people that way. I think as far as uh-huh. like saying a specific gender, because I've had lots of guys in there yeah. too, or age range. It's
0: just, is it low impact?
1: Yep, low impact resistance workout. Yeah. So um, so people
0: who who have uh joint issues uh-huh. you it know like myself <laughs> so I, I cycle oh, i hear you got that knee nice uh, surgery yeah too. <laughs> i can't i can't jump or run or anything like yeah. that but so
1: and there's modified versions too of things if you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. but yeah a lot of it is resistance low impact um anyone If you can at least do a small jump and land, then we can get you going on that for sure. So it's
0: so you're doing uh, your classes run what
1: they're price wise.
0: No, like an hour. An hour. Yeah. Hour class. Yeah. And um, anybody can show up.
1: Yeah. Um, so we make the reservations online. So through our website UpsideBungie.com. dot com. So they go in there and they book a a pass through Punch Pass and then um, pick a class.
0: UpsideBungie.com. dot upside com. Upsidebungee. B U N G E E. All right. <laughs> yeah. Upsidebungie.com. Yeah, and right so yeah,
1: yeah. There's actually a contest going on there to win some classes through Friday
0: okay so, yeah, yeah. Well, so if you're, check if out you're on listening check it out there's a contest <laughs> through friday this friday um then what about um you said yoga what like how uh-huh. do you how do you do that? We
1: have a comedic, so we have, the space is so big that we have a couple different areas. So the yoga area is like the green room up there and it got the plants and the pretty ambiance over there. And so it goes on at a different time than the bungee class. So
0: this is just traditional yoga then? Yes, yep. like you're Like yes. you're, not, you're, not, you're not in a bungee, no, you're not no. doing bungee yoga. But I
1: do do stretching <laughs> with the bungees, which okay. is really nice because you can get some deep stretches when those bungees your body can move a little bit differently than it could otherwise and you have the support. Okay. So and that feels really good too. So
0: you can so you've got bungee stuff going uh-huh. on, but then you do you do just do regular yoga yeah, classes. Yeah, We have a couple
1: of yoga instructors, three okay. of them. And then we have aerial hammock classes too. So aerial hammock yoga. So those are the hang hammocks, the silks, and then we offer a yoga class in those too. Hmm. And then liquid motions kind of like a sexy floor dancing class that we have wow yeah so
0: so so many on. interesting ways to you know be healthy oh to move out. your body yeah. you know
1: the floor dancing is really interesting you learn how your body can crawl different ways uh-huh. <laughs> and then it's like oh i never realized
0: yeah so, so i'm i'm always curious so for me um, you know, moving my body in the outdoors. We talked about outdoors uh-huh. is has, is something if I don't do regularly every week that I actually start feeling depressed. Yeah. So there's a mental health component uh, to to my the way I work out and stuff like that. Moving, moving my body, getting good aerobics. Uh, so that's why mountain biking is perfect for me because I can move. But I love stuff where I can where I can combine and and for me that's a spiritual thing like mental health and like just being being in nature moving my body like and I've done yoga too oh yeah and I i I I enjoy that like the spirituality of uh, incorporating my my body movements with my body with like Practices of prayer and meditation, yeah. stuff like that. You breathing know? is really breathing. Important. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm curious is, is there um, is there a spiritual component that you've like your your journey since leaving jehovah witness yeah and how you view what you're doing now is there do you see a spiritual component to what you're doing Uh, and if so how would how would you describe that
1: yeah no completely um so after leaving that it was very little faith in anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) pretty much um so since then a lot of good things have happened and this has drawn a really great crowd of people towards me you know um after leaving that and then experiencing like party life it a lot of I realized that there's not a lot of nice people out there as I had thought, but then now I'm realizing there's a lot of good people out there, too. Um, Anyone that's willing to experience this with me, I've noticed, are people who really care about their bodies, their health, um, their well-being, their minds, and that's really inspirational to me, too, that um, they just see something and go for it and Mm -hmm. come and do it, you know, or that. Hadn't been an option for me in my life at one point to take such control over yourself, and um, and the spiritual journey for me has been that um, my spirituality was so tied to religion that I thought, you know, maybe I'm not a spiritual person because. Um, your faith in god and the past religion was always referred to as your spirituality um, but to me now we go do things all the time Eat. the bungee i mean is a good head space mind clearer, you know and and that just helps relieve so much anxiety like if god or whatever you want to call the higher power out there gives you all these tools to utilize that can help you know i've had knee surgeries too and uh, you know this has been really nice a uh, tool for me mm-hmm. to use to reconnect with my body in a different way mm-hmm and that's been super nice but also being able to do things outside like you were saying too like i love the snowboarding we were going dirt biking frequently like out on the water the water's always been that way to me Mm. such an aquatic name like that is when i feel whole and i can really rejoice in um, all the nature that's around Mm -hmm. me and that's where I find my spirituality and I find my spirituality I find in other people too I'm like wow like there's a lot of bad things in the world but there are a lot of good people and a lot of they're doing a lot of good Mm -hmm. things i work with small businesses we host vendor pop-ups and all these people pouring out their creativity in different ways different art forms and connecting with the community it's been really nice
0: that's awesome yeah i like to talk you know like in the popular a lot of people, you know, like like even even in the recovery world, people say, you know, religion is of man, spirituality is of God, and there's these little pop phrases. And uh, But when I talk to people in general, and this is kind of a pop definition, a lot of people talk, think about religion as being rules, dogma, super legalistic, you know, who's in and who's out, and if you're out, then you're probably going to hell, and you know, right. all those kind of things. Yeah. And so, um, but then spirituality what i've talked about in in my blogs and and on this podcast is that spirituality is connection to self to others and to something greater than you that's loving and caring and so however people would define that but so like your connection to self i think i think physical fitness physical health for me ties directly with my mental health and so those two go together, and I so that's why I think like if you can combine embodied spirituality, um, it t- to me like like what you're talking about, what you're doing at, at Upside Bungie can combine both a body movement and you know some uh, mental health practices and that kind of thing, and or prayer and meditation while you're doing it, that kind of stuff. But then also you have the community element. So as you're doing this with c- other people. You, be, you begin to build relationships community and the creativity and then I love the fact that you're connecting with your community in Kansas City and with create I think creativity is a spiritual activity oh, Completely. Right? So, I so with
1: you
0: so I, that's why I love interviewing our our creatives our you know our our creative people in the in oh, the yeah. city of Kansas City because they, most of them are doing that because of their their spirituality and and their their love for for others and and their love for you know something greater that's connecting us all
1: yeah it's um, great to expand your mind you know mm-hmm. um and you can do that in ways that aren't self-absorbed like, yeah. you know uh, yeah give your all your heart to something else and um you get a lot more in return for sure yeah and that's like the bungee you know you can explore movements different ways and yeah. it is really creative
0: What have you learned about leadership (laughs) in your uh, in your journey and in your your business journey and stuff?
1: Um, I've learned a lot from um, examples that I didn't mostly what i didn't want to be (laughs) is what i started with Mm -hmm. and i was like all right i've seen this kind of leadership and like dictatorship and um you know shaming that kind of thing um i don't want to be like that especially um, when i'm working with the creative vendors it's like i'm open to any ideas i've started working with a local comedy Scene too so they started doing a comedy show Mm -hmm. at upside bungee you know and it's like i really want everyone else to prosper and i want every i want to share everything with everyone i want everyone to share everything with me so it's like uh, i'm trying to be open Mm -hmm. with everyone you know and um with that also be clear and communi- communicative because especially when teaching the classes as well um, it's uh, if you let everyone take free reign you don't gain as much from it as trying to be a leader. So it's like, uh, you can still be able to use your words and say what you mean and have everyone follow you, but then also give time for people to explore other movements too, mm-hmm. I give and take. I find it's that's all it is with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's, it's interesting. So you mentioned like, like, and I think that happens with a lot of us. We we bump up against a negative leader. So one of, one of yeah. the things I used to ask people, I I'd, I'd teach a leadership class and I, I ask people to think about like who, who, who in your life would you say are a positive leadership influence? And what were maybe one or two th- things that you learned from them on the positive side of leadership? Mm-hmm. And then who are two or three negative leaders yeah. And what were the negative things that you learned from them? And when you mentioned you, you learned what you didn't want to be, like yeah. you learned how you didn't want to lead and one of them you said was shame-based. Yeah. And the other one was dictatorial. Yeah. So those were two leadership styles that you saw in uh, yeah. action. Shame-based, dictatorial, and you're like, going, okay, I don't want that.
1: No, yeah. <laughs> what afraid, but... What
0: were some of your most positive influences, and how? how what were some of the? And you, I. What yeah. I heard you saying when you're saying open uh-huh. and the way you described it, I was thinking almost like generosity as yes. a part of openness. Yeah, so
1: Because like, you're
0: trying to connect, you're mm-hmm. trying to learn, you're trying to build community, you're yeah. trying to, you wanna see other people uh, succeed, you wanna succeed, but the, it's yeah. that flow of generosity. It and, is, um,
1: and, you know, with them, it's like, you know, I let them, use the space and we work on a split you know or things like Mm -hmm. that just they give me ideas and i try to think of ways that like Mm -hmm. we can make it happen to where it'll work for all of us and that's that but also i remember i used to manage a pacific Sunwear when i was a kid and there was this late the district manager she was like I don't even know how she did it. She would wave her hand over something and it would be like magically done all the time. And I'm like, how does she do this all the time? Like, but she was just such a perfectionist and the way she worked. And so, like, you know, everyone. Not a lot of people liked her, but I really respected her ability to get things done and her leadership. Like you know, you said something. I mean, people were doing it, but I mean, and it was always in the best interest of. Uh, but she always stuck to what she said all the time, you know, and. I remember I was so frustrated one time I'm like she's gonna yell at me and you know and I called her and I was really upset and uh you know she really calmed me down and she was like all right like my employees had left me on like one of the busiest days and I was by myself and I was so crazy and she was like all right so like when you talk to these people you have to make a sandwich you know you have to say something good and then you have to put the negative in the middle and then you have to end with something good again (laughs) you know and I'm like oh yeah I'm like that makes you know and it's like oh and deep down she had a lot of insight Hmm. you know but she came off in the beginning kind of like a like a witch is what they would call her. But <laughs> she, she, she was not. She was a very nice lady. Um, so, this
0: is this is somebody that w- you learned some really positive things from. Oh, yeah.
1: It was definitely. a good influence, yeah, even though
0: initially you weren't sure about her. Right? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah no yeah. one was, I don't yeah. think. But I, you know, I was like, well, I, you know, I'm just going to try to build a relationship with her. And I did. And hmm. she, yeah, it was great. And then I've encountered too a lot of, I worked for other small businesses um, that have Great leadership who, um, you know, would let you create in the ways that you want to create. And I always appreciated that. Like, um, be able to make my sales the way I want to, or talk the way I want to, and dress the way, you know, not take away my complete individuality Mm -hmm. and let me work the way I want. But it's always worked in the best interest of all of us Mm. when they have allowed that. And that's how I want to be with other people. Yeah is let them so you, be them.
0: Right. So you you give some obviously there's some boundaries, yes, right? Yeah. Boundaries you know, are
1: very important. But learning. but
0: there's freedom within the boundaries. Yeah. For people you can't to control express every thing. You can't, Yeah.
1: It's not gonna happen. You're gonna drive yourself crazy that yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's good. You know, that's you good.
1: you set the boundary for the outcomes you want, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, maybe a little bit of limitation, but you can't control it all.
0: Right. Yeah. And I like working with people who are, who have some want to take initiative, want to take risk and want to create. And I like to, I like to give um, people some freedom to do that. Yeah. And then if it, if it doesn't work or if it blows up or something, okay, well, what can we learn from it? And then let's do better next time.
1: Yeah. I kind designed jewelry for a lot of years for a company. And when they started, it was really small business. So it was like, wear what you want and listen to your music, come in, do your thing. You know, for me, it was really productive because I could be comfortable. I could, you know, get in my creative zone, do things the way I wanted to do. And then they started moving towards corporate and it was like all right you got to dress like this you can't watch this here anymore you can't listen to this anymore you know uh no more talking you know and like really cameras ever you know and it was like i cannot create in this space wow. like it is not gonna work and so you know yeah. I, I couldn't do it anymore and i'm like i don't want anyone to have to go through that to have to quit something they love over such small details mm-hmm that are d- d- don't really matter. I didn't feel like they mattered and I don't think a lot of other people do either. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, cool, well, so um, you're, so Upside bungee mm-hmm. just get it started here this past summer. Yep. And um, is there an age group? Is it uh, young, old, both?
1: Yeah, so we got kids harnesses. Okay, so, kids, so how young? So. 10 is about the age. We're a little lenient. It's more so weight-based. Okay. So, you know, we have to be able to support your weight in our harness. So we'd like to see about 80 pounds or so. Okay. Um, and so kids' kids' birthday parties. We're doing a, oh. a birthday party next Friday night.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Fun. That would be awesome. Yeah,
1: so we can come in and we have the space and tables Hey, folks, birthday party. <laughs> yeah. That
0: would be a blast. <laughs> I never
1: thought about that. That's
0: such a That good idea. would yeah. be a blast.
1: Yeah, kids' birthdays and bachelorette parties. We've had some of those. Oh, that would be a blast. So we can have up to 12. We have 12 rig points, so we can have 12 people going at the same time. Okay. It's, uh, you know, a lot of women, mostly groups, who want to come in and have fun with their friends but Mm -hmm. don't want. Maybe an open class, so that's a lot of fun too. And then I've got a group of girls who are real fitness girls who Mm -hmm. are like, uh, which forced me to put a more advanced class on the schedule because they're like, we want to come in, we want to do our thing, you know. So I'm like, okay, okay, all right. So so we've got you know a more advanced class on the schedule where they can come in and really get a hard hitting workout. We're burning like between 400. 500 calories you know in that time frame yeah. and they they're really liking that a lot so mm-hmm. it there's something for almost everyone I've had groups of people um, an older lady who comes in and she just wants to build her confidence hmm. so whatever it, people are there for different reasons yeah.
0: how old do you think
1: how old was in, she? Is there any limit? Um, is there any limit to the Probably in her early age? 60s. Yeah. No, um, as long, as, probably probably the later 60s is the oldest that I've had. Yeah. And the youngest I think I've had in class I I get my mom and dad
0: in there. They're 85 and 86.
1: Are they? they <laughs> I not <know>.
0: am <laughs> not sure. I'm not I sure. I like to tell people if they
1: can uh, <laughs> jump and land a jump. Um, you know then we can probably do some jump work. and work yeah jump. and it does take a, a little bit of coordination too
0: but you're not so. it doesn't have to be like an impact jump right
1: no just uh can you jump and mm-hmm. back down again? Mm-hmm. yeah nothing too crazy but then the bungee's gonna absorb a lot of that yeah. too so yeah yeah hmm. so you know it's really for anyone who wants to come try it and yeah love it hate it yeah come find out
0: (laughs) awesome all right well marina thank you so much for joining us at spirituality adventures everybody upside com. yep and you can get check it out sign up for classes and
1: uh let me post all of our events on instagram too
0: okay is what is on instagram
1: upside bungee
0: same okay all right Thanks so much. Thanks everybody for joining us at Spirituality Adventures and we'll see you next time. This concludes today's episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Remember to like, share, or subscribe to the social media platform that you're using. And then Go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com and make a one-time donation or you can subscribe monthly and receive our special bonus content. Thanks so much.